is Michi and Zims. And you're listening to What's Popping, powered by Pop Communications. To follow our popping journey, follow us on Insta at Popcoms and at Michi and Zims. Or go to our website, popcoms.ae, if you want to get serious. Hi, we're back with season two. Guess who's back and better than ever? <laughs> it's the Pop Girls, Michi and Zims. So what can you expect from season two? Some chit-chat from me and Michi, what we've been up to for the last six months. Um, we're going to have some guest speakers, um, all the usual. We've also got some questions that people sent through, which we'll be answering in one of our chit-chat sessions. So lots to look forward to for season two. Woo! Today we are chatting with restauranter, fit foodie, and all-round entrepreneur, Demi Giwa. Demi is a jewel of all trades and a unicorn, which means she's actually really good at everything she does. She's a branding expert, a social media guru, influencer, dancer, foodie, and the list goes on. Thank you for joining us, Demi. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Just me. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you, ladies. I'm really excited. Thank you. Thank you for joining us again. We're really excited as well. Um, today we'll be discussing something that has gotten a bit of a bad PR lately, which is failure. Mm. And um, ov obviously you're a very successful woman, but we all know that with success comes failure, you know. Mm. Um, for you, in order for you to be super successful, you need to try certain things and not everything is going to work out for you realistically. Mm. And um, I think this, this is something that is important for us to talk about, to have an open yeah. discussion about, especially since we're not all strangers to failure. Mm. We've been there, yeah. things didn't always work out, but you know, we keep it moving. So I would mm. like to know and understand what was your first experience with failure? Oh, wow. Okay. So failure is something that on a personal level, I've actually struggled with. And as I grow in business and grow in life, I've begun to understand that it's a part of the game. I think the first time I quote unquote failed was when I realized, oh shit, I'm not good at this thing. Right. So growing up, I've always had this kind of narrative that I'm good at everything. And that's not even a pride thing. It's just like most things I try my hand at, I eventually become good at it. So I think it was my first, um, not my first, but it was, oh yeah, I remember. When I quit my job, mm. right? And I decided to um, start doing freelance social media and I actually set up a social media agency, right? Mm -hmm. And in my mind, like, I didn't even know what I was thinking. In my mind, I'm like, I'm going to be a freelancer, but I also want to have an agency. Like, it wasn't just like, the vision wasn't very clear. And I remember the first time I actually walked into a meeting to pitch, right? The woman in the meeting just kept on asking me all these questions, like, what is your experience? Um, how many years have you been doing this? And all these questions. And in that moment, I actually felt like, oh, shit, who am I to be doing this? What do I, you know, what do I have to say? I actually felt like a failure. And I went back home and I promised you for like three weeks, I didn't even send anybody any proposal because I was just like, like, who am I to be doing this, right? So I think yeah. failure a lot of the time is very mental. And it's it's not, it, it, when we think of failure, we usually think of it as a roadblock, like I failed, I haven't done very well at this thing, or maybe my presentation wasn't impressive enough, like I'm not worthy of something, so, you know, I failed. But at the end of the day, right, it's all about picking yourself back up and then like, stepping forward and doing it again and again and again till you get it right yeah yeah 
And I wouldn't even describe, you know, what you've just said now as failure. It's, yeah, like it's more, of, let's say, an imposter syndrome, especially mm. when you're just starting something new and you're just mm. like, who am I to be doing this, you know? Mm. Like, um, and you, you, and especially if you're also young and mm. you feel like you're out of your league and because, mm. you, you know, you just started your totally. company, you're going to pitch, yeah. so you're yeah. feeling a bit insecure, like, what, yeah. if, what if they find out that I'm so young? What if mm -hmm. they find out that um, I have I, I don't have as much experience as all these agencies? But it's yeah. fine because because you don't have as much experience or because you're younger doesn't mean you can't do just as well of a job as other yeah. people. So I won't even describe that as failure, you know? Like, mm. it's, a, it's a stage that everybody goes through when um, mm. they are just starting out. Or, That's it. Yeah, so... I, I, you know what? I, I actually very, very much agree, but I would say that the feeling I felt in that point is what I would describe as the feeling of failure. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time I experienced that feeling. The second time I experienced that feeling was when I actually had to close down my restaurant. I was oh. like, oh my God. <laughs> and that was a tough one, right? Um, yeah. And it, this was COVID times. Um, and, you know, my partner left the country. There was a lot going on. My cash flow wasn't working out for me. And I had all this stuff. I had like just everything happening around me. And I was like, oh shit, I actually cannot go on. Like even there was the will to go on, but the uh, like the environment around me was just not letting me yeah. make it happen, right? It's like, I couldn't make it happen. And I think it was the first time that I was just like, you know what? I've done my best. <laughs> I give up. <laughs> so, well, um, <laughs> well, obviously, you have um, the new restaurant now and it's thriving. Yes. So, which means, you know, something happened between then yeah. and now. But when, yeah. did you, when did you realize that this was a good thing and not a bad thing? Uh, when did I realize? I think the moment I actually threw the towel in was when I realized it was a good thing because that pressure of trying to make it happen no matter what, that fear of what will people think, that just letting myself go through that and then realizing that, you know, this is the worst case scenario and I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Like the worst thing I could ever have imagined happened, happened and I didn't die, right? And from that moment on, I just started to feel better. Like I started to rationalize my decision. I'm like, okay, it's happened. What can we do? How do we move on? Um, like I let myself breathe and I began to like think through what led me to that position, right? Yeah. And I think just, just um, trusting myself and telling myself that I did my possible best and I failed. Like I didn't, it wasn't a situation where I didn't try hard enough. I knew yeah. that I yeah. tried my hardest, right? So for me, that made me feel like, okay, it's fine, you know? Um, yeah. And from that moment, I was able to reflect and I started looking at different scenarios and obviously that's brought me back to where I am today. And I think that's the beauty of failure is that when you actually just, just pause and, you know, look at the situation you've created for yourself and realize, okay, it hasn't worked out, but why didn't it work out? What were yeah. the things missing, blah, blah, blah. And then from there, you can really kind of re-strategize and move on if that's what you want. Yeah, it sounds like you were in two very different mindsets from like your first, well, what you felt was failure to kind of your second biggest failure. Mm, you were like, more yeah. like, this is meant to happen. So I'm going yeah. to let, let this failure like end and then move on from it and learn from yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And so, I think this time around, it wasn't very personal. Like it was just, you know what, it, it happened. I yeah. didn't feel like I was the failure. I just felt this project didn't work out. Yeah. So when, like, when did you realize failure was necessary for your growth? 
Oof. Okay. So I think the one thing I would say is, as I've grown older in general, like, they're just little failures in life. Like, they're things mm. that you want to work out certain ways they don't work out. Um, and I used to be this super optimistic person where I just thought everything would work out. But I think the more you try things, the more you actually do and not have ideas in your head, the more you put them in the real ass world, you realize that things don't always go, like they're not always parallel. Things always work out to plan. It's just a part of the game. Some things don't work out, but there's another way to go. Um, and then I think that's just, just living life, you know, taking risks on a daily basis shows you that failing is just a part of it. It's not it's not a roadblock in any sense of the word. If something doesn't work out, there are other ways to make it work out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how how did you cope with it? Like what tools did you use? Um what support uh, system? Like okay. how did you because a lot of people really can't come back from failure. Mm. You know, they think like yeah. Yeah. I, I need to ghost everybody, I need to delete my yeah. social media, I need to vanish. I can never attempt yeah. anything even similar again. Ooh. You know, like these people yeah. do all these things and the fact that you actually reopened with the yeah. same concept, same I guess business model, like yeah. how did you cope with it and what tools did you use? Honey, it was not easy. Let me just tell you facts. Like, I remember the first time, like, typically when I'm going through a hard time, it's, it's my default to disappear. Yeah. Right? We've and experienced I, it. <laughs> <laughs> like, where's Benny? I haven't heard from her for a month. <laughs> she gone. She ghosted us. <laughs> but I think this time around, I really went on a kind of survival take it's like okay this didn't work out something else might work i just threw myself into a whole new project right i threw myself into digivoss because for me it was just like it was they had no other option like this didn't work i had to make something else work mm -hmm. now whether that was a healthy way to do things i don't 100 percent know but it was just the way that i coped like i just kept myself really really busy we were in quarantine i was studying i was learning new things and i think all in all it's kind of helped me get to where i am right now mm -hmm. um and i think like having my family really close by as well my friends um, and then like just making sure that I covered all my bases. I also did a lot of self work last mm -hmm. year. Like once lockdown hit, like I started meditating more. I was actually keeping a lot of this low key. I was working out, um, I was dancing. And then I started studying um, like some very, very kind of ulterior ways of healing, leaning more into my spirituality, not religious, but more spiritual, understanding the mindset game. I think all of that really, really helped me. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, like I completely agree with you. I think um, for me, whenever I think about failure, I've just always thought about it as necessary. And for mm. a long time, I used to think maybe there was something wrong with me. Like for example, mm. if something didn't go as planned or something went wrong, a little part of me would do a dance. Like, mm. oh, like, okay, yeah, this didn't work out. That's exciting, you know? It means something else, <laughs> like, no, it means another door is open. Like, I'm ready for the challenge. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Like, if it's not working out, then a part of me in, at the back of my mind is like, yes, this is like a chance to do something totally different, a chance to mm. go in another direction. You know, this, mm. is, this is leading me somewhere else. So that's mm. just like the kind of relationship I've always had with failure. And mm. so it has always been a healthy relationship. But obviously, mm. as you grow older and as you, like, um, meet other people, you start to interact with people who have their own different ideologies. And I became really curious, like, right. it's not that bad, you know, like, as long as it's not going to kill you, <laughs> you yeah, can survive exactly. this, you know, you can yeah. make it better. But like Sarah mentioned, it's really something mm -hmm. that impacts a lot of people in a heavy way. Mm. Like people shut mm. down. They're like, I'm never doing that again. 
I'm never going mm. near that. And but mm. like, you know, it shouldn't be that way. Like that kind yeah. of, we, sh we shouldn't put that kind of pressure on ourselves because yeah. there's always a lesson to be learned from failure. Right. And, but I've like, so I've always wondered like, what kind of failure, like, how do you explain the kind of failure that no one can bounce back from? Like, is this something you have an idea about? Like, is there a way to explain that there's a kind of failure that no one can bounce back from? Mm. A failure that no one can bounce back from. Does it I even like, exist? <laughs> yeah, because I think if something happens to you and you cannot really bounce back from it, then I wouldn't really say it's a failure. I would say, like, I feel like this this situation just didn't allow you to go on. Yeah. And again, like maybe that wasn't for you. Maybe that's not your journey, right? Exactly. So even though you don't you don't go back to doing that same thing, you will do something else. And the lessons you've learned from like failing will definitely play a part in the new direction that you go. So even kind of bouncing back to what you said about people completely shutting down when they fail and never going back to touch the same thing is, I mean, for how long are you going to be shut down? For yeah. how long are you going to just remain like that? You have to do something else. You have to try because it's life. Like every day that we wake up and we have, you know, the gift to do something new, like it's really exciting. Like for me, the things that get me really excited is waking up and creating something new. That's why I'm always doing like the one thing and the other thing. Like everything is like so shiny and I want to touch it. Yeah. So even when you fail and you, you don't bounce back or you don't go back in that same direction, for me, it's not really a failure. It's just like a you know, a new direction and a new lesson, something new to explore, basically everything that you said. Yeah, and I, I've always maintained that people will never fail, don't take, like, uh, people will never fail, don't take risks. And if you don't take yeah. risks, you can't be successful. Yeah. You're playing yeah. it safe, you know, like, um, yeah. like, for example, uh, I've had, like, people say to me, like, oh, I want to be as rich as this person. But I'm like, mm. you can't do what that person did, you know? You can't, mm. because like, for that person to be able to get that rich, they had to make huge sacrifices, of take course. big risks, you know, believe in themselves, fail so many times. And failure mm. can also be expensive. So it all yeah. comes to like, you know, it can damage you emotionally. It can, so number one, you have to be emotionally strong. Yeah, or physically, two, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to have some kind of cushion, you know, you have to have like mm. some support, either from mm. family, friends, or, you know, mm. be able to survive. <laughs> before you can, you know, fail. So which yeah. is why I, can, I get why some people don't bounce back from failure is because there's yeah. like a lot of psychological, financial roadblocks. Damage, yeah. Exactly, yeah. that that's, uh, contributes to that. And which is why yeah. it's, it's very hard for you to catch up with people that are super mm. successful because a yeah. lot of these people already have, like, you know, they cannot, They mostly come from privilege. If they don't mm -hmm. come from privilege, then they have like this really high risk level where they don't mm. really have much to lose. So, yeah. um, like this is, the, I, feel, I feel like these are all things that you know are yeah. all connected I to failure, exactly, and success. Yeah. But like, yeah. I will say that though, like I think the 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 more you fail. This might just be me, but I feel like the less risk, like you take more calculated risk. Like you're not just as, you know, and I think that's just the experience of life, right? You yeah. don't, you wouldn't risk it all again, right? You can yeah. risk some more, but with a bit more knowledge, right? Yes, absolutely. Because you're yeah. learning. With every mistake, yeah. you learn something new. You make sure when you get to the next stage or when you get to the next thing you're doing, you're not, you're no longer repeating those mistakes. Hundred mm, percent. But also, like we need to talk about like this pressure to be perfect and have it all figured mm. out because this is also another factor that makes people scared 
to make mm. mistakes or to take risks or they don't want to they don't want to be associated with the word failure at all because they need to be perfect uh -huh. at all time and i think this is also as a result of hustle culture what do you think yes hustle culture hustle culture i think we've had this discussion before like before, I was just like, yeah, this girl is hustling, that guy is hustling. Oh my God, they're working so hard. I want to work so hard, I cannot rest, but I'm going to be successful. Uh, bullshit, 100% is all trash. Like, I think, first of all, perfection is a myth. There is no one who has a perfect life. Mm. Everything, I think as a Nigerian, they say is wash. It's all packaging. It's just how you package yourself. It's PR, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, people will only show you what they want you to see. Those edited Nobody highlights. Yes, like nobody has it all figured out. And I think this is one thing I have to mention is that on social media, influencers get a bad rap because people keep on saying they're only showing their highlight reel. But think about it, everyone shows their highlight reel. If I went on Instagram and I saw someone crying because they had such a bad day, to be honest, I wouldn't care. Like, who cares about your tears, right? Crying private. <laughs> No, seriously, 100%. Like, cry in private and then come to Insta and show us, like, you know, we're here to have a good time. We want something that, you know, inspires us in some sort of way. Yeah. Of course, there's a balance. Like, you can keep it real. But the truth is that the more people realize that life, this life that we're living, is not a narrow, upward, you know, kind of journey. It's a dip up, down, up, down, up, down, mm. up, down. We all have a moment that we're happy. And if you want something, if, you're, if you have a goal and you're working towards that goal, you need to be prepared to have some downtime, to take some risks. It will not always go, you know, fantastic. Even people who have really good success stories, like they started from rags and then, I don't know, like they were able to like take a huge leap and now they're like billionaires and whatever. Ask them their journey. Do you think they just, just went up or like that, or they were lucky? Even those that are quote unquote lucky, they had to have sacrifices. They had to give up something, you know? And I think the more we realize that, you know, like, I think with social media, we think things are so easy. We, we want perfection and we want it now, 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 now. That hustle culture is like, oh, I'm hustling so hard now, so I should get my results now, 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 now. But it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. And yeah. it's just exhausting. And yeah. then I think also what I realized that the more, like, I'm not fully calm, but I'm working on this. And as I calm down a bit more, more things are coming to me. I think it's more of an attraction game now, you know? I yeah. don't have to go out there to get it. It's fine, I'll just do me and it will come, you yeah. know? It doesn't mean I don't put in the work. I do, but I'm just like, you know, getting to a level where I'm realizing that it's kind of like a balance. Like, you don't always push, push, push all the time. Mm. Sometimes you pull. Taking care of yourself is important. Like, affect the way you, um, your mood and all of this really attracts the right energy and opportunities to you as well. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, like for me, especially, well, I mean, during COVID, I think a lot of people mm -hmm. kind of woke up to this where people were maybe feeling guilty. They didn't use that time to, I don't know, learn a new language or <laughs> hustle harder if they had lost their job. But like, mm. and I'm quite guilty of that if I, you know, like if I am taking time out for myself, sometimes I'm like, oh, I should be doing more. I should be sending out more emails. I should be mm. hustling, hustling. So it's really hard to also unlearn that culture. I think especially mm. in our generation, and especially mm. when we are young entrepreneurs, you know, like you said, we feel mm. like things should be faster, hurry up. Like, you know, yeah. like we're, we're expecting things that companies have been doing for 40 years to happen to us in like right. two years. True, <laughs> so true. 100%. How do we unlearn yeah. this hustle culture? 
Ah, man, I don't know. You know the funniest <laughs> thing? I really love that. I love that the trade that you said because I was looking at a couple of restaurants and I was like, oh, yeah, I want my operations to run like this. Uh, they're 10 years old. Yeah. I wasn't there when they were one year or two years old, you know? <laughs> and I think this is something that we just have to be more conscious of. Yeah. I don't think it's something that we can completely unlearn because it's human nature. You know, why would I choose to be patient or why would like if you had two options right to get it now or to wait 10 years of course you would choose get it now like yeah it's just, we want things to happen but i think being aware of it like really tapping into that consciousness and then like stepping into our flow and knowing that all the things that are meant for us are happening now and that everything that's happening now is just preparing us for another stage i think like i think these are the things that will help us yeah yeah exactly well, I think we've covered a lot of um, what we would like to discuss today. But mm -hmm. just like in terms of how, what would you say to people that are struggling with this? Like, mm. how, what are the tools that will mm. help them cope with um, okay. the idea of failure? What will make them comfortable with failing, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, what are the cultural conversations we should be having around failure and success? Failure. Okay, okay, all right, that's a really, really beautiful one. Okay, I think the first thing I'll just tell you is you will be fine. For me, the thing that helped me cope with failure the most is picturing the worst-case scenario and experiencing the worst-case scenario. Whatever thing that you think you're going to fail, like, what is the worst-case scenario? You failed, and then what? Like, uh. and so what? Like, I think, yes, you can, you can lose it all, but you always have the capability to come back. I think... Um, investing in yourself, building your skills independent of whatever project it is, independent of whatever idea that you have going on, knowing that even if you lost it all today, would you be able to repeat that process? Would you be able to build it back, right? Will your passion still be there? I think that's one. True is, as women in business or even a man in business, um, you need to understand that you, you have to take calculated risks. Like, don't Yes, we're really passionate and we really want to just give everything all up. But I think having a more of a structure, having a plan, you know, kind of reducing the elements of failure, there will still be aspects of failure, but having a support system and something that guides your action in a way that doesn't, you know, like that doesn't allow the failure to be so much that you cannot bounce back from. Again, like you said, regarding the people who come from privilege, right, they're able to feel more because they have like more of a cushion to bounce back on. So I think that's also another one. And I think also um, in terms of societal kind of perceptions of failure, I think this one is something that we all have to work on as a community, as a society in general. Like we need to understand that, or I, I'm sure we all do on an individual level, but I think society, they're so quick to say, oh my God, look at that person, they failed. Or people are so quick to kind of like pick up people making mistakes. I think just allowing or creating a space around you where you, it's okay to make mistakes, where it's okay to learn from those mistakes and, you know, like just explore and experience yourself more, uh -huh. I think it's really important. Yeah. And then the last thing as well is that I think kind of pitting failure against success and saying, oh, the opposite of success is failure. Yeah. I think that's the problem, right? Uh -uh. Because, because the opposite of success is not failure. Failure is a part of success. Uh, so exactly. even when things go, exactly, even when things go down, like I think, you know, maybe having more successful people talk about how they failed and how they still feel on a day-to-day -day basis. I think that is something that as a society, like we would love to hear more from people, you know. Yeah, um, yeah and I think that helps. Well, before we let you go, we want to know what's your secret? How are you so good at everything? 
uh, <laughs> honey, now I know that I'm not so good at everything. And you know what? It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Like, I think for me, it's more of a, like, I like to do what I like to do. If I have an idea or I have a passion, um, like, I genuinely want to learn. And in that moment, I think it's passion that drives the creativity, that drives the ideas. And if I did something that I didn't enjoy, it would fail. Like, I know myself. If I did something that didn't, you know, um, that didn't feel right with me, over time, I will be out of there. I will dip out. So I think when it comes to being good at everything, it's choosing the things that you genuinely enjoy, the things that you will stick with, the things that, you know, bring you joy, bring you happiness. Good things always come from there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And for everyone listening, Bemi, can you talk us through your businesses that you have as well, just so that they can hear all your okay. deal of trades <laughs> as Michi mentioned? <laughs> yes. Um, as a retired hustle culture, <laughs> now, I love that. I'm only, I'm only minding, yeah, I'm only minding a few businesses. I, I'm not crazy like that. I have Catfish, and Catfish is a West African um, concept, and we do West African-inspired dishes, but we really try to take a really healthy twist on that. We do lots of African bowls. It's really tasty. Lots of jollof going in there, quinoa, hummus. Mm. We're Dubai-grown. Yes. Ooh, Delicious. You guys are some Catfish OG. <laughs> um, Dubai, uh, we're based in Dubai, and... Um, all about catfish is just feeding people, making people happy. The brand is very vibrant. And yeah, I also have um, a co-founder of a dance company called Dance Body TXP. And we offer dance classes for women, by women. It's again, another thing that I enjoy doing. You know, we dance, we have fun. We're very happy. It's just a good vibe. And my back-end life is I rode you as an influencer. I'm out here on Instagram <laughs> posting, you know, doing campaigns with brands. Obviously, I've worked with the amazing ladies at Pop as well. Woo-hoo. That's also something I love to do. <laughs> and last but not the least, I have a program for new entrepreneurs called Digiboss. Digiboss is actually currently not accepting any people in the program. Towards the end of the year, we launch again. Uh-huh. But basically, it helps people like me, like, you know, new entrepreneurs who are kind of scared or have all these questions. It just shows you, gives you a roadmap on how to get your fit wet in the game and just kickstart your ideas. So many people get stuck in this idea phase where they're like, oh, I'm so scared to try things. And for me, as someone who has tried many things, I've been good at some, I've not been good at some. I just thought like it was right to put that in a program where, you know, people could just experience and could hopefully inspire them to go out there, put themselves out there and, you know, do the damn thing. Encourage people to try and fail yes. without being scared. Yes, to try and fail. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, thanks, Bemi. It's been amazing having you on the show. Um, we've loved mm-hmm. everything that you've shared with us and we've learned a lot from you. And we look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thank you, ladies. And again, thank you for being such amazing examples of what female entrepreneurs should be. You girls inspire me every single day. Oh, thanks wow. for having me. Thanks, Bames. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank Have a lovely you. week. Bye. Bye. You too. Bye.